yeah, like if your family and friends are out in the audience or in the lobby waiting for you, like just take a few minutes before you go out there and just like take a few deep breaths if you need to. Um, but I would say that I really highly encourage any and everyone to do go out in the lobby. Like some people are unhappy with the show day and they don't go out to the lobby and they don't get pictures in front of the show banner with their friends and family or with their coach. And I highly recommend that you do, even if you're like unhappy with what you think you looked like or how the show went, like those photos will mean a lot to you in the future. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the overall package podcast. What are we talking about today? Post show blues, baby. Post show blues. And uh, basically, right when you walk off stage, what do you do? Our last episode was all about show day. And so we kind of ended it with how it ends with obviously getting awards. And we wrapped up the last episode. So now what happens after the show? What happens after the awards are done? Mm -hmm. Um, That's what today's topic is. Yeah. But I mean, before we get into that, how was your guys' Halloween? Ooh, we survived. (laughs) I went out. I went out on Friday night. I never go out and I don't drink and I don't do drugs and I don't even drink caffeine. So I was, I was so fucking pumped up on a Diet Coke with caffeine in it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Diet pop like that. It will get me freaking going. Like after- it'll get me buzzed. I was like dancing for like an hour and a half straight, and it was so fucking fun. Like everyone is in costumes, right? So everyone is like dressed to the nines as like werewolves, Ghostbusters, like the Globo Gym guy. That was oh, the yeah. best costume of the night. Like fully shaved. Like, Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. And oh yeah, I love that. Hilarious. We had like amazing costumes. It was such a good time. So I'm so glad I went out. Yeah, that's so it was fun. Good. And then on actual Halloween, I had like a few like mini chocolate bars and some popcorn and just watched Sleepy Hollow with like my childhood second family, basically. That's actually special. I I think that, yeah, um, I'm happy that you guys can or like Allison especially can celebrate like without substances. I happen to really enjoy tequila. (laughs) (laughs) We have like we have a good relationship most of the time. So when I do go out, which once again is rare, it's like. Yeah, a lot of fun. I have so much energy and we were like more like an EDM style event. So definitely a lot of headbanging. And I was sort of the next day. I was like, I think I was like, I clocked it about like 17,000 steps just overnight. So that's pretty good. It's cardio, really. (laughs) Actually, for real, like I didn't um, hit my steps yet that day. And like after an hour and a half of dancing, I was like, oh yeah I got my steps in it's it's uh it's fun oh my god I'm jealous I love EDM we all have to go out we do that would be so fun well (laughs) Kathy's birthday we'll definitely do that which is also Van Isle's showdown by the way I'm so excited I'm honestly I couldn't think of anywhere I'd rather be than with like competitors and like I'll probably be volunteering but like supporting you guys or whoever's competing my birthday is my birthday's always always every year on the Van Pro weekend like either just before on it or just after hmm? in the summer yeah in July so like I've always got to celebrate my birthday with bodybuilding the last like five or six years now 
That's so fun. Cause like usually, well, sometimes it's kind of like every year is kind of like different, but sometimes the Arnold lands on my birthday. So Mm -hmm. like on my birthday weekend. So I've never gotten to go, but you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for the listeners. We are having, what is that sound? Does anyone hear that? Yeah, it's it's not me. I don't don't think it's me. What is going on? It's the ghost. Um. Yes. Okay. Anyway, for our listeners, we'll have to cut that out. So yeah, for our listeners, we're having our first in-person, all three of us overall package podcast date this weekend. We're going to, yeah, we're going to do something. We do. Get some food, get some coffee. I don't know. Hang out. Yeah. It'll be fun for sure. Speaking of coffee, I'm sitting here with my Starbucks and I wanted to ask you guys what your guys' go-to Starbucks drinks are. Ooh, like in prep or off season? No, mine's the same all the time. <laughs> let's, let, yeah, let's do that. How about your prep Starbucks compared to your off season Starbucks? Okay, I am more liberal in off season. So when I'm in prep, everyone listen. I, I don't even want to say it. It's like embarrassing. Everyone's going to hate me. So I like having a warm drink at all times because I'm a I'm always cold and b it's just like comforting but I can't pound caffeine all day long so I get a decaf americano but I get it in like the biggest cup with extra hot water because like then I just have more of the drink to drink and when you're in prep you're like hungry and you just like that's not a bad idea and so and then I'll get like a couple pumps of sugar-free vanilla in it because you know like it's just or I'll just get a Splenda and then I'll ask for like the world's smallest splash of like soy milk or oat milk or something. Oh yeah. And it's really like, it's like the saddest drink. And I just, I hate that it's so complicated to order something so bad, but in the off season, <laughs> I will just, it's basically the same, but I just like, I'm like liberal with my like oat milk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, like keep milk. it pouring. Yeah. Like, so that it actually tastes like I'm drinking. So, and I won't get all the extra hot water in it. Like I'll just, it'll be like yeah. a real coffee, like normal size. Still is decaf. It, but. Is there like a main reason that you don't like to have a lot of caffeine? Is it like an anxiety thing? I, I mean, yeah. Like anxiety <laughs> is like my middle name, but um, <laughs> no, it's, I just, I don't know. I just kind of stopped wanting caffeine and honestly it really does increase anxiety and like especially in prep like if you are already taxing your body or not in prep like I already like I literally do have anxiety and so it's something that like now I don't have it anymore because I have like management tactics um um, but caffeine sorry and like um, cutting caffeine or managing caffeine is like such a key. It is huge. It is. Like if you, yeah. especially if you're in prep, you're already taxing your body. You're already taxing your system. And if you're like doing like an hour of cardio every day, your heart rate's already elevated all day long. If you start adding in pre-workout and two caffeines a day, and you're just pounding coffee all day in prep because you just want something to drink, like you're negatively impacting your sleep. Like my life has just been better since I stopped drinking caffeine. So I really respect that, honestly, because I've been um, a habitual coffee drinker, like black. I just like black coffee for whatever reason. Thanks, dad. Um, since I was like 10 years old. And oh, really? oh yeah, like my dad gave Crazy. it to me with intentions of me hating it. And I actually loved it. But, like, that's kind of terrible. 
but I have taken caffeine breaks and I noticed that in prep, I really dial down on the pre-workouts or the stimulant. I usually use stim-free pre-workout just for like, you know, a pump. Gotta love that. (laughs) But like, yeah, if I, if I keep those sugar-free monsters, all like the, the caffeine garbage in there, I really feel worn way quicker in my prep. So I respect like when people listen to their bodies and actually do say no to it because it, it can affect people in in different ways. And it, so just because everyone's like as a bodybuilder or like caffeine addicts doesn't mean it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and you don't have to drink coffees or go get a Starbucks drink just because you see like your idols doing it on Mm -hmm. Instagram either. Like it's not a rite of passage into prep. Like (laughs) also a lot of money. Like that's, I I honestly, I didn't even drink coffee until I was like 24. Yeah, so I was like 20. I was like in my 20s. Yeah. It was college for me. Oh my god, that's like for everyone. But dude, I swear I probably could have been six feet tall. Like I think I've been drinking coffee so long that it actually stunted my growth. Oh my god. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the same. I'm like a caffeine fiend, especially during prep. Like I it's actually like a like, monster. Yeah, Gabby and I like we were like addicted to those things but as the weather changed my it'll um I'll drop the monsters because like I'll just move on to hot coffee now but my my coffee honestly it doesn't really change very much from prep to off season because I count macros so I'm able to kind of track my coffee so I get an Americano Misto with oat milk with two pumps of sugar-free vanilla and one pump of toffee nut um, I'll drop the toffee nut though during prep and I'll just do the sugar-free vanilla and that's the only th- difference that I do and then that's I'll really good yeah mm-hmm. and then I'll do, like, I want to try it it's actually so fucking good oh I forgot to mention the most important point I haven't been in prep in a long time I actually don't even drink coffee anymore hence the decaf tea I'm drinking like I'm it came up as one of the foods that um on my food allergy test as an irritant and since I cut coffee my digestion is night and day so I don't even drink decaf coffee anymore I just anyway so for anyone out there that's what I used to drink on prep obviously but honestly the only reason I think I can prep is because black coffee is like calorie free (laughs) I love that much I would be heartbroken if it was a sensitivity for me Uh, it was hard yeah I believe it I took a caffeine break a few months ago actually it was like right before prep and I um because like I was have I deal with insomnia a lot and like I've been diagnosed with anxiety as well so I mean caffeine's not my fucking friend but I like can't drop it but one day I was like okay like you know staying up till like five o'clock in the morning is and I get up at 5 36 it's like not working for me (laughs) yeah I was terrible so I was just like cut it cold turkey just like everything and it was really really hard for probably the first week like I felt so tired and I was really craving the coffee and um I genuinely genuinely just love the taste of coffee too yeah Yeah. um I found an alternative it's called Raven's Roast and it's a BC company and it's delicious oh I've seen you post them on your Instagram before really good and it's not expensive like it it works out as cheap as making Mm -hmm. your own coffee at home so what's it taste like um, it's, it, it has a coffee flavor, but it tastes more like real cocoa, oh, like it's got cocoa. It's about ashwagandha. It's got, does that have mushroom in it at all? Uh, no, it's not okay. the one with mushroom, okay. but they've got a few different blends, but yeah, it's 
delicious. It's so good. So I need to order some more. Yeah, but- I saw you posting them and I, I actually was kind of curious because I think I initially saw you post that actually maybe when I was in my caffeine break or maybe just coming mm-hmm. out of it. But yeah, it's delicious and it like mixes with you do have to like stir it. It can get a little bit of sediment at the bottom, but I mean, so can like a fr- pressed coffee, right? So totally. Yeah. Okay. Should we, we jump, jump into? into- oh, <laughs> we just said the same thing at the same time. Jinx. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Jump in. Okay. What's the first thing you guys do when you walk off the stage? Very first thing. Take a I deep breath. A lot of water. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it also depends on uh, how it went. But. So maybe let's, um, are we being more specific as in, as we, our first step off stage, like after prejudging or our final step off stage? Like, oh, like final, like shows done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like all dependent on how I placed of how, what I end up doing. Am I crying or am I not? <laughs> <laughs> and that's allowed. Like, it's just so many emotions, no matter what happens. I just, I'm often, I just kind of clue into how thirsty I am. Like, I want to, like, drink gallons of water. Like, I, and I don't even necessarily cut water for my shows. I just am thirsty. Like, I can, you know, you're stressed out and I feel like you just, I want water right away. Yeah, I know that's different for everyone. Stage. Yeah, you're under hot stage lights and you're up yeah. there for a long time and you're not chugging a bottle of water like while you're in your lineup waiting to go out or anything. So it actually, even if you don't cut water, it can have been quite a lot of time like since you mm-hmm. drink water. Yeah. I don't cut water either, but on show day, obviously. You're drinking like, way less. Yeah. Sips, right. But I always pack a really big Gatorade and that's what I have after show. I found that. Yeah. That helps it's a good yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, when I stepped off stage, my previous show Gabby I just have to say because I don't think I ever told you this but I really really appreciated like obviously I didn't place the way I wanted to and the first thing that you said to me was do you need a minute or would you like me there and I really yeah. really really appreciated that yeah it was so nice like <laughs> yeah hard yeah um, I actually like really appreciated that like so so much because in that moment like I did need a minute mm-hmm. and so totally just like yeah taking that moment to just breathe too sometimes that's what I need after I get off stage is like literally a moment because like there's so much going on on that Mm -hmm. day and there's your emotions are so high and like who knows how you place too so either way of how I place like just having that like quiet moment just just me for a moment is like really important to me and I really appreciated that from you too oh well it was I mean I know we've touched on how like your last show experience went and like all of us back inside stage were so surprised like as to the result and I was just like putting myself in your shoes saying wow like yeah you probably need some time to process like what just happened and like really yeah take your own time and post show is like when family and friends and like everyone wants to take photos with you and it's just like sometimes you don't want that right away yeah. yeah, and I definitely didn't. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's probably what I do. Like right after is kind of just breathe, just take that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. If you're, yeah, like if your family and friends are out in the audience or in the lobby waiting for you, like just take a few minutes before you go out there and just like take a few deep breaths if you need to. Um, but I would say that I really highly encourage any and everyone to 
do go out in the lobby. Like some people are unhappy with the show day and they don't go out to the lobby and they don't get pictures in front of the show banner with their friends and family or with their coach. And I highly recommend that you do, even if you're like unhappy with what you think you looked like or how the show went, like those photos will mean a lot to you in the future. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have friends and family come to visit, like you never know. Mm-hmm. when you may ever see that person again right mm-hmm. and so those are the memories like they came out to support your show and what if something happens and you never see that person again right and you've got this memory with them like wow this person's came out to support me and like so yeah, yeah. not like, to make it too deep but like really it matters like these people yeah. have watched your journey and they spent money and to come watch your show so like good or bad go out there and like smile and pose your little heart out and take pictures in front of the thing because like two months later when you've gained all your post-show weight back you're gonna be like damn I looked good you know yeah. so like, yeah I totally agree with that Allison and like yeah. I know we had told this story on a previous episode as well but after like that show even though I didn't place how I wanted to you know I, I did take my moment and I did exactly what you just said I came out and I took pictures like with you guys and with my boyfriend and and then that's when that woman came up to me and like took pictures with me because like she saw me on stage and her daughter can't grow hair and so she felt this like emotional connection with my look and everything Mm -hmm. and I would have never met her if I didn't go outside and just talked to everybody and took my pictures so more opportunities can come out of things than just a placing like we've said before too so I like that that. was the first time we really spoke like in depth in person so this podcast wouldn't exist if it weren't for that so like it's so true (laughs) yeah um I, when I first walk off stage, I mean, it depends on how the show goes, obviously. Like there have been times where I've like have placed pretty well and I wanted nothing more than to like run up to my coach and be like, we fucking did it. We did it. (laughs) Like I've had that moment before and I've had other ones too, where like I didn't place that well, um, which has happened a lot. And it like, that's normal when you've done lots of shows, um, you're not going to win every single show. And so I think I kind of do the same thing. I just like take a deep breath and mostly I'm just concerned that I'm not losing something backstage. And so I'll (laughs) make sure that I go like find all my stuff. And like, I really try to keep my stuff organized back there, but yeah, I'll always go out and take pictures in front of the banners. And Uh mostly I just want to make sure that I've got to hug everybody one last time before I go. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. Because that's, that's like to me the most important part. Because no matter if you did good or bad, like if you did bad, the show's over. Like, don't just at least take the last few minutes to like say goodbye to every single person that's there because um that's the more important part about show day is like, well, at least once you're off the stage, is is making friends and making connections and like seeing everyone and being part of the community. So yeah. Not only- Sorry, Gabby, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, not only do you create those friendships and everything like that, but you can really network your business as well if that's something that um, you have. So after my show, I actually got quite a few posing clients out of that, too. And I would have never gotten that if I wasn't outside networking and talking to people and making those friends. So that's also like something that you can get out of that as well. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of opportunities if you do want to like for sure do more shows or stay in this industry like for work or other reasons. I think that's yeah, it's incredibly worth it. Um, I was gonna switch directions just a tiny bit because I wanted to hear if you guys have seen anything like really terrible happen like as soon as people got off stage or like post show. Yes, I have a bad one. 
Okay, Allison, let's hear it. <laughs> Do you, I might have mentioned it before, but the girl who threw her trophy across the room because she was <gasps> mad that she <sighs> didn't get yeah. higher. I think she got third or something. And she literally was like, oh, I just wanted to get first. And she like threw her trophy. I was like, I've never seen anything so like unsportsmanlike. And that is the worst. Or when you get off stage and you, well, sorry, no, next. <laughs> sorry. But that was so bad. Funny. I mean, this, I didn't see this in person, but I recently saw it on social media um, of a, a man. I believe he was in classic physique maybe and he didn't place the way he wanted to and on stage he started screaming at the judges he's like fuck this sport fuck this like no and it was like I was like oh my I I heard the background of that story like the other side and apparently like he was in first for all of pre-judging and even in like the re-judging in finals or something and then it turns out that the guy that got placed first was like a family member of the head judge and so yeah so like anyway I don't know if that's true or not but oh that makes it so much worse because this was not the IFBB okay that's clear thank god because I I believe the IFBB and CP are like solid I believe this the story that I saw was through IFBB or MPC at least oh it was in I think it was a European federation oh you were thinking okay you're right Allison maybe you're right yeah because it wasn't in English but regardless, <laughs> I have seen people crazy. get mad on stage. I have seen people roll their eyes on stage. Like yeah. I've seen like when it's like, you know, fifth place, fourth place, third place, and you get the final two, like waiting to be called for first. And I've seen someone like get called for second and then literally roll their eyes and go, and then like walk forward with like, and didn't even smile. And I'm like, their judges are gonna remember that yeah the other the other things that like I was thinking of too is like I I breaks my heart when I see competitors just get off stage and then they immediately open a huge stash of candy and just like stuff their faces because they didn't do it yeah I've seen it and like so sad yeah I'm not gonna lie like the more I compete and the more my um I guess my priorities change around like I am not food focused in my preps anymore the way that I used to like for instance um every week I'd be like okay I just have to get through this week to get to my cheat meal just get through it to my cheat meal everything was to get to the cheat meal right to get to the final meal to get to those snacks to get to that and um I don't get cheat meals anymore so um getting rid of all of that I'm just so unfood focused that Mm -hmm. after shows now I don't even I actually have to kind of like force myself to eat I know and then I just feel gross because it's food that I'm not used to eating so I I, think that's I always pick something yeah. super clean and boring anyway now, but Agreed. yeah, we should talk about that too. Yeah. Like, but I did I don't think there's anything worse for your body than that. Like that just yeah. hurts so bad. I know. Like I did see these two girls. It was like Toronto 2019 and <sighs> these two girls did not place how they wanted. And they literally both looked at each other and like scowled at each other. Cause they were both mad that they didn't place as well as they wanted. And then they went and like sat in a corner and both ate like four donuts in one sitting. And they were just like bitching about how shitty quote unquote everyone else looked in their lineup and how they thought they should have won and also don't be that person because I will never forget that yeah just go home and and like 
talk to your significant other your good friend about it but just but also like that shit there but also like don't because you're like yeah mention I wish that I looked better or I I wish that I understood why I didn't place but not she didn't even look good she didn't even have this she didn't even it's like well actually she did look good and she did have that that's why she went so you know and also like your friends your family like they're there to celebrate with you whether or not you win or lose do they want to sit and hear you bitch in the restaurant for two hours about how shitty your whole class looked and they'd be like do you even enjoy this sport like all you're doing is complaining (laughs) right so I agree with that 100% like bad sportsmanship is just like it doesn't it's not even just in the sport but to your friends and family they'd be like why are you doing this and can Mm -hmm. we talk about how hard you worked can we talk about how great you looked can we talk about how much fun we're having right now so yeah yeah because you put so much (laughs) work in so it's just like at the end of the day regardless of your placing like of course you can feel those emotions toward it you can be sad you can be mad, whatever Mm -hmm. but like you also need to recognize all of the hard work you put in and you need to celebrate that as well because fuck man prep is effing hard and if you can make it through a prep and step on that stage you should be so effing proud of yourself so yeah yeah totally agree so like would you guys say what is um what if your like best post show within the first day or two what does that look like for you in terms of food I think more than anything else um I always take my post show meal Mm -hmm. so I always enjoy that like with friends and family um and like Allison said I usually don't go too crazy I know what my body likes and what digests well for me and luckily enough it's burgers (laughs) (laughs) so I usually go for like a burger after or like sushi or something like that and then um and then the next day I'm honestly right back to eating my normal food because when you're that deep into the prep too, um, my body, like I said, I don't take cheat meals and I don't eat those type of foods during prep at all. So I'm just on a whole food diet. So that's what my body really wants and really, really craves. So usually when I'm done competing, that's actually just the only thing I want is my normal food again. So that's usually what it looks like for me. It's pretty boring, but (laughs) yeah. And I might maybe depending, usually not, but I might have a good breakfast too. We love a good breakfast. Yeah. But it always depends. Like sometimes I don't. Some like it depends. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? What does that look like for you? Go ahead, Gabby. Um, post show, I honestly that my first two experiences was were like kind of later shows. So I ended up just having like honestly protein bars and water and like going home and sleeping because I was so tired. And then the next day I, I would eat my boyfriend's like the best cook in the world. So I eat something he cooks or like eat something my family cooks. Like one time it was like barbecue, like brisket. Oh, it was so good. And like my Nana made me chocolate cake and like, that's just, you know, like family stuff. And yeah, of course it's not going to digest as well as my prep food, but like for the most part, it's something that like, I at least trust is like, it's not like I'm trying a restaurant that I've never had before and it's going to feel horrible the next day because it's super greasy or something. But yeah, I I usually just enjoy a day after and kind of take the whole day and eat how I like, but not too much of anything. So I think for myself, it's more like the volume and like if you're so hungry that you just want to stuff food in your mouth and like not think and like not breathe while you're eating like that's when it feels awful. It's like, take your time, eat slowly. Like all of that stuff matters with how you're going to feel. 
a hundred percent you're going to feel so much better just eating the same meals that you eat but just yeah. in a larger quantity like if you have protein oats every morning add 10 grams of oats like dry weight to it add maybe one more tablespoon of peanut butter if you feel like you just feel like you want to indulge you know if you have like chicken and rice for your meals like add an extra half a cup of rice to a meal like I mean you'll you maybe you'll get your macros immediately from your coach or something but um just you'll feel so much better so I have had so many different experiences back when I started competing and like same with you Ash when you were saying back in the day your post-show used to look really different it did it was like well you just sent that picture Oh my God. Of like you, it's like an embarrassing picture. So, back in the day, though, like that was the norm. Like eating candy backstage before a show was the norm. Cheat meals every week was the norm. And like I even got, I would even have people message me and be like, oh, your coach doesn't let you have a cheat meal every week. Why? Like you should be able to. Like, don't you know how calories work and stuff? And it's like, sure, but there are so many other reasons to continue eating the foods that digest well for you don't disrupt your sleep don't disrupt your digestion don't spike your insulin or blood sugar or like you know even just your like alter your mood like you're Mm -hmm. you're better running as like a well-fueled machine you know um but it really was like in style post-show to to like binge on snacks and to go out and have crazy meals and post them all over social media like Mm -hmm. what like you guys remember that right like if like this was like four or five years ago that was like you would see oh, post show snacks was like uh like uh one of like the most popular hashtags like post show meal and stuff like that and so yeah. I have gone out and I've had like I went out for breakfast and ordered like two breakfasts because I couldn't decide between like waffles or like the savory breakfast and I was like whatever I'll just have both and then I take it home and then I also eat it for lunch and then I also had like so many snacks this was like my second show ever and like all of my friends came and it was just they're like, oh, I want to bake you a cake or like, oh, I want to bring you snacks. What do you want? And like, again, I was so new at competing. It's not like I really knew. So I'm like, oh, I'd love this. Or like, are you going to bake me something like carrot cake's my favorite. And so like, I, there's a picture of me like off stage and I'm like sitting on the ground and I'm just like surrounded by snacks. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God, I could never now. I'm like embarrassed that that photo exists. But because like, it's just, it's just not conducive at all. I mean, if it is your jam and that does work for your body, then yeah. obviously you keep doing you. Yeah. We're just speaking from literal, our personal experience. Yeah. And I do agree with you, Allison, that like, that shit does not work for me <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want it to. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this time around, actually, my coach did give me a free day where she's like, just don't track, just have whatever you want. Yeah. And um it, it was kind of like what you said, Gabby, like, I just wanted like little tastes of things that I've been craving. Like, it was just like, I just want to taste. I don't yeah. even want it. I just want to like taste it and then I'll get over it. You know? Yeah. I do. Cause I it mean, is so I- mental, right? Like it's like the mental part of it. I love, yeah, I love meals. I love snacks. I love candy. I love all of it. I love everything. I love pie, ice cream, like you name it. Like I am like, dude, I'm like literally a snack addict. Like it's oh, like yeah. bad. It's not good. So like when I finish my show now though, like I will go out and like have a meal, but it's going to be like a super clean burger and fries. And I didn't eat meat for a while. So I just get like a veggie burger, but like, I wouldn't get, I've never really liked mayonnaise. So I just want to get mayo on it or cheese. Like, so it's not, and then fries, like it's, you're really not putting anything like super mm-hmm. heavy into your body or I would get like a steak salad, um, something. Yeah. Just something super fucking delicious. And then 
the day after the show, I always just do whatever I want one day post-show. Like I always have the same breakfast every day anyway. Yeah. I love a big ass salad every day anyway. And then I would just, if I wanted to go out and have some sushi, I would just go out and have sushi. And if I wanted to like go out and get a coffee with extra fancy toppings in it and, uh, and like have like a baked good with it, I would like, I always just take the first day post-show to like eat intuitively. Yeah. Um, but it's really important to just get right back to your. <clears throat> and I feel like it's, it's good to like keep your regular meals good and then and then if you want to um, indulge in some treats, like just to have that on top of your regular food rather than replacing your good food with that bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah. what I always try to remind myself too. If I want to have those donuts or if I want to have that ice cream, like I have to make sure that my regular meals are eaten. So I, I'm feeding my body those proper nutrients because when you're that depleted after a show, it's so important to like replenish all those nutrients again and hydrate yeah. your body. And if you're filling it just with shit right after, you're going to dehydrate yourself more. You're going to like just gotcha. get everything out of whack and it's not going to yeah. be good for you. And you're going to, and that also too can really play a big part into like those post-show blues because all of that stuff can be a, a huge chemical thing in your brain right so yeah absolutely like we, I think it yeah like we forget that um our gut is tied to everything like our emotions and like moods because like 95% of our body's serotonin is like made in the actual gut yeah, yeah. So- if you think about that, that's like your feel good hormone. Like if you're completely disrupting your gut and your digestion for days on end, plus you no longer have a show to look forward to, or like a major goal to look forward to, that can be just like a roller coaster of like one thing making the other worse. Exactly. Because, you know, we, we get that such a hype, you know, everyone's cheering you on. You're getting so much attention on social media. Like, you know, I know for myself when I'm prepping, my engagement goes way up. I get way more followers. Like everything just is like more grand and bigger and this and that. And then all of a sudden it's like done. And like, that can really feel like a really high to a really low, low. And if you're feeding yourself, differently all of a sudden as well and maybe even like stop training for a few days or anything like that can all play a part into um creating that dark sad feeling I guess yeah Mm -hmm. um sober Sally over here also alcohol probably most people are not drinking in prep um like Mm -hmm. pretty much everyone I know you stop drinking alcohol during prep right yeah I don't drink anyway but alcohol is a depressant whether you want to hear that or not it is (laughs) but it severely impacts your your mood as well and so if you go out for post-show drinks like keep in mind that that is also going to impact you as well and Uh, yeah so just be aware like if you want to go out for a drink after your show like maybe just have one um like your body's not used to it at all either it's been months since you've drank you know so just also take that slow as well but just recognize that like like that's why I quit drinking too was also because that just that feeling of depression would linger for several days after yeah. I drank and so again impacting your post-show mood it's it's just important to be aware that you're throwing all of these things at your body and at your mind state like all at one time so yeah I actually have a, a little story um to 
go with what you just said. So after my first win, which was like 2018 or something like that, my friend and I, we went out and got bombed after my oh, show. No. Like, I'm talking like, nice. yeah, but we purposely, I was like, we planned it because we were in Kelowna and I was like, let's go out. So we went out, we went to the strip club and we just like partied all night and we got like, I'm not joking, like bombed. And of course, like after your show, that could take like half a drink and you're (laughs) wasted. So anyway, the next day I woke up feeling literally the worst I've ever felt. It was like the worst hangover ever. And I had just won my show previously. And then Vancouver Pro-Am was a week from that date. Mm -hmm. And my coach the next morning sent me my new program, my new plan. He's like, Hey, get yourself in the gym. Like we got to like push really hard for, we have a week. So let's go. I was so hungover. I pulled out of the show just because I was so hungover. I was like, I can't go to the gym today. And I fucked it all up. Right. So then I didn't get to compete for Mm. quite a while after that, all because I went out and drank after. How old were you at this time though? um 22 23 yeah so so that was where my mindset was at right well and I think that is important to like look at too is like how you're going to spend your post show depends if you have another show in mind like right after like what is next for you like you almost have to really think about that and plan that out if you do plan on competing again or plan on competing really soon again Mm because it can even one day off the rails like to that extent, especially it can affect how you go into your next show. And not even if it's one week later, even if it's three weeks later, yeah. that one day off the rails or going, oh, well, I still have three weeks and then I'll just be bad for like a few days. It's like, no, you could really mess things up. Like I remember 2019, I wanted to go out for a meal after van pro qualifier and then I was going to the natural nationals three weeks later and I told my coach like well I really want to go out for breakfast and like if you're gonna go out eat something right now otherwise like you're not going out for breakfast tomorrow and I was like what why not it's just one meal and he's like because you're going to nationals in 19 days Allison and I was like you're absolutely right and I like went out and I had something that night like would it have made a huge difference I don't know but the point was that I got to wake up the next day after my show and be right back on plan so yeah yeah and it's really important too to just listen to your coach if they tell you like no listen to your coach yeah if they (laughs) give you a guideline on what to eat post-show I always do for my clients because I do like to give a framework because people will go off what they see off social media. Like I did, like my, even my friends that did, weren't even in the sport did and go, Oh, I'm going to make you something. And like, after a few shows, I had to be like, please don't bring me anything. And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, please. I just don't like, I'm not going to eat it. Sorry. I told, actually, that's funny. You say that because my last show, my mom, she is such a sweetheart. Me and her are the same in the way that gifts is our love language, giving and receiving. So Um, after my shows she always makes these insane goodie bags full of treats like I'm not joking like months worth and I had to I messaged her like three times I was like don't bring me anything please don't bring me anything like please don't yeah and you're you're allowed to stand up for yourself and say that too because sometimes 
family members, your friends will see you so depleted for so long and they're actually like scared for you, right? Because <laughs> it's kind of like a scary, sickly look. Some people really achieve that in their preps. Like not everyone looks really sick and depleted, but a lot of us do. Yeah. And they just want to feed you and see you feel better. But yeah. they don't understand that you've been eating a very limited variety of food. Like your digestion is probably pretty shit. You're maybe been eating less fiber, like, you know, all of these things that we should be eating in a normal, healthy range of like nutritional based foods, but then they're going to give you a bunch of sugar and your body's just going to hate you even more. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain that to people, but it is worth letting them know that it, what I just say is, you know, do you want to see me happy? Yeah. And I find that that actually helps people is like, oh, I do want to see you happy. So whatever you are telling me that's going to make you happy at this time, I'll respect that. 100%. Another really good thing that you can say too is, um, oh, my coach has already laid out a post-show plan for me Mm -hmm. and it only includes one meal out, which I've already got planned. So I can't have anything else until my coach says so, but thank you. And that's like, how are they going to argue with that? You're, You're paying your coach X amount of dollars every month. Um, and th- th- they can't argue with that. Right. Or if, if they just like are so adamant and they bring you something anyway, just take it and go, thank you so much. Yeah. That's so nice of you. And then donate it to like, give it to like a homeless person. I've actually done that. And like it, then you feel good that. because they're like, Oh my God, a box of homemade cookies. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. So I've done that before. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of our families and everything, um, they might not understand exactly what we're doing, but just as long as they support you, like my, fa- my parents, for instance, um, they don't really understand exactly like what we're doing, but they're so supportive that even when I go there now, regardless of the time of year, my mom always asks, Hey, what can you eat? That's always what, how she yeah. says it. It's not like, Oh, what do you want to eat? It's like, Hey, what can you eat? So that's really nice too, that if you have like supportive people, then, um, then there's no way that they'll go against, you know, what you're asking. Yeah. Like if you ask them nicely, like, don't bring me stuff, hopefully they'll actually just listen. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, which was check-in photos the day after the show. And I am such an advocate for these. Mm, I've never no done that. No matter what you mm-hmm. look like, no matter what you ate, because it is such important data. Even if you went out and you ate a burger and fries and a dessert and had a drink, Usually you never know <laughs> what you're going to look like the next morning. Yeah. Some people wake up and look better. And like every time. Yeah. And every time it pisses me off. That's you. See, it's not yeah. me. I look worse, but me I, <laughs> I asked one of my clients, I asked a couple of my clients this year, I started doing that like post-show. I'm like, actually, I need you to take pictures the first two days post-show, regardless of what you eat. Even if I lay out a plan and they bomb the plan, I asked them, please take your photos anyway, take your measurements. And it's such good data. Like now one of my clients, we're going to prep again next year. And I know that I can feed her way harder into the show. Yeah. I think that's super important. Yeah. And I, it doesn't matter what you look like. And it's, it's funny too. Like I said to one of my clients who didn't want to check in right away post-show and what, like, just, I could tell that she kind of was like not checking in with me right away because she had this bit of like a guilty feeling of not doing anything right. I'm like, you've never done a post-show before. How do you know you're doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, how do you know that you don't look exactly like what you should look like? What, because one, like... Person, because one person on the internet, you saw that they looked 
as good as they did on show day a week later and you don't how do you know like you don't know what you're looking at so yeah don't don't overthink it and um the photo like I would just say take them even if your coach doesn't ask take them and send them to your coach and be like hey here's what I ate last night and here here's my pictures and And that's like as a person that coaches themselves like I have to be on my own ass for like taking those check-ins and keeping them because there are moments where or like days even in my off season I've eaten something the night before and then I'll take photos they'll be like man I look really full and tight and I look good so maybe during my prep, that's actually a food that I could eat as a cheat meal. Or if you do have a coach, you can let them know, say, Hey, actually I ate whatever steak and sweet potato fries. And I looked really good. Maybe that could be a cheat or a refeed meal in the future. So it is really important data. And like, yeah, if you are a person who wants to compete again after your first show, any opportunity you can to get data and like information on yourself, you should take because it is both an art and a science and you shouldn't always just leave it up to a coach or like completely trust someone else blindly with your body. Like I'm a huge advocate for knowing what's going on in your own body. So taking those photos and under and keeping yourself accountable is huge. Yeah. I really, really agree with that too, because um, like as the years progressed with my, I've always had a coach, but as the years progress, you learn like what your body likes and digests easily and (laughs) you'll never learn that if you aren't keeping track of that even mentally right Mm -hmm. so I really I agree with that a lot do you guys have any like just quickly any foods that like are normal considered prep foods that don't digest well for you broccoli (laughs) I get so bloated it's not even funny I can't even look at broccoli (laughs) that's what it is Um, cauliflower apparently is on my after my last show I had to get a food allergy test because I started reincorporating things that I hadn't eaten and I had like severe digestion issues like bloating yeah. like a beach ball stomach like rock hard severe pain like do that's I what broccoli does to me that's what cauliflower does to me See, for myself it's actually cucumbers which is crazy oh. because that's something every competitor eats but I just don't digest no something in it well it's the skin I it must be I, yeah if I cut the skin, the skin off I'm sure I can yeah I can't eat cucumber either I used to eat a cucumber every day and every day I'd be like bloated at the end of the day and I'm like oh I guess that's just part of being in prep I'm like no, no. you're allergic to cucumber like I mm. go get a food allergy test yes. that doesn't mean start cutting everything out it's just a food sensitivity test you have to actually test it out and see what works for your body or not cut yeah. a cucumber for like a month and then have it and and, and like eat the same thing every day for a while and then try adding in cucumber and see how your body reacts like for me that was like coffee when I had I cut it out and when I had it I'm like now I actually can see and feel the difference that Mm -hmm. it really does impact my digestion so like this is us telling you that like feeling bloated from eating like so-called healthy foods like it's not normal your body is not digesting and I know Allison said it lots before but like it's not like you are what you eat but like you are what you digest So what are you really doing to yourself if you're like feeling bloated after eating these, you know, prep meals or healthy meals? Like that is not a thing that you should be having to live through. So definitely get, yeah, sensitivity tested. Definitely don't be afraid to be like, okay, well that digests for some competitors, but it's not working for me. So I'm not going to keep it in my diet. Yeah. And if you've never done a show before and you don't know your body, then err on the side of caution of throwing a million things at it post-show so that you can use it as a learning experience like yeah 100 percent. you know like if you 
go so far off of a plan or so far off the rails with foods you've never eaten before. You don't know which ones are good or bad for your body. And it is hard. And there's no such thing as perfect. Like, it's not like all of us, three of us post show are weighing our cheat meals, like on the scale. And like, you know what I mean? Like, there is no such thing as perfect. But like, the more and more you do it, the more and more data you can gather, and the easier it becomes. So, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. and isn't it, isn't it weird that post-show, like just because you don't have your hormones balanced or like, it's not chemically making sense that you can just eat and you crave so much of things that you would never, ever crave in regular life. Like have either oh. of you experienced that? Oh my God. Like things that I don't even consider food. I like, like what's the worst? Like what's oh, like Cheez-Its crackers or like fucking like, <laughs> like I can't even like, like things that are just so disgusting, like a wagon wheel or something. Like, <laughs> like if I were to eat one of those, like, dude, if you were to eat a wagon wheel right now, you'd be like, this chocolate is plastic. This marshmallow tastes like I don't even know, like tar and the cookie is like a <laughs> actual crumbly cardboard. Like it's the grossest thing in the entire world. But if you were in prep, you'd be like, oh my God, look at this like gourmet chocolate covered like marshmallow, like crumbled yeah. cookie thing. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's so You gross. know what? All I craved my last prep, I don't think this is really weird, but <laughs> it's the only thing I really craved was a charcuterie board. <gasps> but I think it's because I really wanted- I get that. that. I'm really like, and again, too, because I didn't have cheat meals or snacks or anything, anything like that. All my body craved was like certain, I guess, quote unquote, healthier foods. I wouldn't say healthier, but um, normal, not junk, not junk food. food. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to like go out for like, yeah, like a wood fired pizza where it's like, like a real it's not like Domino's or like Pizza Hut but it's like fresh crushed tomatoes and like olive oil there's all on top and like fresh mozzarella and fresh basil and you're on it's on like a hand tossed like handmade dough like yeah yeah like that sounds so much better to me than (laughs) well I know we I know Ashley likes Pizza Hut I love Pizza Hut I I love I don't get me wrong like I love all this food that I'm like I, I will just say though as, as we're talking about pizza, Rob and I just had this conversation and Pizza Hut is like you're being a fat piece of shit at home <laughs> and then like having like a nice wood fire pizza is like going out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love your guys' conversations. They're like <laughs> very special. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I found that in my limited experience, like my first prep, I was in a a huge deficit. I actually don't even know how much because of how much I was walking with my work. And like, I wasn't, yeah, it was just much bigger than I'm sure I should have been in. But after I just wanted so many more things, like I eat McDonald's $1 ice cream every day after my <laughs> show for like a month. And I don't even, I don't even care for ice cream. Like that's, I mean, thank God I was still walking so much of my work. Otherwise I would have been way more screwed than I already was. But like, yeah, like you just, the harder you have to diet down, the more you really start to justify your cravings and like crave the weird, like the weirder and like less nutrient dense things, I think. So ideally this is like me recommending don't go so far off the rails that you have to prep like really intensely or just do a longer prep because it's not worth it. Like post-show matters and yeah, if you start dealing with all of that, you're just, it's not worth it. It, it feels awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I know that we have some questions, but I know that we were talking about actual reverse dieting. And I know that that's something that we really wanted to talk about today. Allison, you have recently 
read something or saw something on that? Right? Oh, just uh, there are quite a lot of um, podcasts on it, studies on it. The best podcast that I have heard on it, they, they just came out. Um, this is on reverse dieting and how that term became super popular about 10 years ago. I'm going to throw that number out there, maybe, maybe a bit further. And it was so compelling and it was fascinating and people loved the idea of it. Like, oh, you can just incrementally increase your calories and keep losing weight. And there are, or you can incrementally increase your calories to build your metabolism. And basically that's been a little bit debunked. And that doesn't mean that people's experiences with reverse dieting or the effects that they felt from it are not valid or not true, but basically when you're in a situation like post-show, like you really should be entering what we call a recovery diet now. So I think like people you'll hear on Instagram all the time, you have to do your post-show reverse. You have to do your post-show reverse, but in a situation like a prep, you shouldn't really be entering a reverse diet arbitrarily. Oh, we're going to increase your calories, a hundred calories a week, every week until you hit your maintenance. Like your body is looking to recover I mean, maybe if you, if you have another show and you need to keep dieting, like a reverse diet in that sense could make sense. Let's say you're eating, you know, 1400 calories a day, every day up until your first show. And you have another show three weeks later and you need to keep dieting, but you can afford a little bit more food. So maybe you go to 1600 calories, right? So you're reversing the diet upward. Um, I feel like in that in case, I feel like yeah. in that case, though, it's a little bit different than like that what is. What we're referring to is you're done your diet, you're eating 1400 calories, you're doing a thousand, you know, a thousand calories a day of cardio. Some people literally are, I wasn't, I didn't mean a thousand, but let's say you're doing like 500 calories a day of cardio and you're, and you're training and you're only eating 1400 calories, but you're like, your base metabolic rate is 1400 calories. Like you're in like a pretty big deficit at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Um, when you're done your show, like just increasing your calories, 200 calories, like is not the right approach for most people like this this podcast that i um listen to there's it's a two-part series it's on the revive stronger podcast and eric trexler was the um the guest on there and it's a two-part series you can listen to it it's like an hour long each but he basically breaks down why reverse dieting is not really approach that basically anyone should be taking mm -hmm. other than you don't know where your maintenance is and you realize that you're in a very slight deficit because you're noticing your weight drop every single week. So you might reverse your diet until you hit maintenance. And that's a really good way to use a reverse diet. Um, but really like when you're post-show, you should be going to a recovery diet. You should just be getting your calories to maintenance with the goal of putting on the healthy amount of body fat that your body actually needs mm -hmm. so that you can actually get to homeostasis faster and, and, and more quickly get to a place where you're able to build muscle again. The first five or six weeks post-show, you're not really in a position to build muscle unless you start blasting a bunch of, you know, steroids. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's basically like one thing that I just really want, like wanted to share on this podcast. Um, is that most people are in a position where they just need to get their calories to a healthy and sustainable amount right away. Yeah. And like with that being said, if you're taking the approach how we talked about earlier in this episode of not just eating a bunch of shit, 
you're not going to blow up. Like if you're eating your proper meals just in a higher volume, like you're not going to blow up at all. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. And if you do, then maybe that's something to look into. But yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen it where people are wanting to do like they they want to stick to the reverse and like really low calories for a while because you know mentally you're not ready to see your body put on more fat and stuff and I I get that that's part of post show is like we all go through some level of dysmorphia and like just discomfort with our bodies changing but I also see along with those people that keep the calories really low there's not recovering their hormones. So they're actually more hungry. They still have way more cravings. And sometimes, you know what they say, like effort and give into those cravings. So then their calories really aren't that low anymore. Like they might end up being in at maintenance or in a surplus of less quality, nutritious calories. 99% of the time, 99% of the time they're in a huge surplus because after maybe a few weeks of trying to stay leaner for, for what, just to stay leaner. That's when the binging starts and that's when the weight gain is rapid Yeah, and you are in a major surplus. You could keep telling yourself, oh, but I'm following my plan all week and I'm only having a few snacks here and there. It's like, okay, well, how did you gain 10 pounds? Like you had to have eaten those calories, right? So, um, it's, it is, it's more dangerous. Um, I think so. Like if I were to keep my calories really low post-show, like I never have because first time I competed, I yeah, did not have a reverse or recovery plan. But second time I did, but I did increase them quite a bit to where I was starting to feel a little more satisfied, like eating proper, nice meals, like portions of the food that I cook and enjoy. And I found that I craved the garbage a lot less and was more satisfied getting better lifts in the gym, having more energy, having my brain feel more clear. Like, and isn't that what we all want anyways? Don't we want to feel better in ourselves after the show? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like this off season is the most like regimented off season I've ever had. Like I've never truly followed something so closely as I as I have now and I really do believe that it's mostly because after my show, my my macros got bumped up quite a lot right off the bat. Yeah. And then I exactly what you said, Gabby, I I was feeling so full and I was feeling so good. And I didn't have those cravings. I didn't even want to because I was like not hungry. I wasn't craving those sugary things. I was still feeding my body like really well. And I was having the best lifts ever because I was feeding my body those proper nutrients um, in, I wouldn't say in a surplus at that point, but just back at maintenance. And um, it really did set the tone for my whole off season to be better because I didn't fall off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. That actually like is one of the, I've got three questions here on our question box. And one of them was how closely should you follow your macros during your reverse? Okay. Like why don't we dive into into the questions now then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so two of them kind of, well, all three of them go together. I'll list all of them, but we can touch on each one individually. One was how closely should you follow your macros during your reverse or post-show phase? How do you deal with hunger and cravings and bingings in the post-show phase? And how do you deal with the weight gain in the post-show phase? And these all go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when we say going to maintenance, like let's just say my weight for my show, I drop down to like, you know, 110 pounds, very small. (laughs) Um, When I am going to maintenance, I'm not trying to 
be at maintenance for like 110 pounds. Like I'm trying to build my way up to the maintenance of my off season weight. Let's say I want to be 125 or 130 or whatever. Like for me, 20 20 pounds per show is like completely normal, not within the first week, but like that is the maintenance that you're working towards. So yeah, you may have a few incremental, um, increases to your calories, but I'm not only increasing 200 calories to maintain at my 110 stage weight. So like when people say they got to get to maintenance, just be aware that it's a bit of a moving target. Um, Mm -hmm. but you are trying to get to your baseline off season. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to add on to that, Allison, yeah. that may look different than your maintenance numbers previous to your prep. Oh yeah. So don't think that you just have to jump back onto exactly what you're doing before, because now that you come out of a prep, your body will be different. Oh yeah. So your maintenance numbers may look different too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So oh, <laughs> they really do all go hand in hand, like the craving, the hunger, following the macros and the gaining the weight. Like the more you don't follow your macros the more body fat you're going to accumulate. Your body is in such a delicate state to hold on to and to gain adipose tissue, like to gain fat, like your body wants to gain fat and you will gain fat at a much more rapid state than in an off than if you were at like a homeostasis, like you're in the off season, your body's functioning completely normal. If I were to start eating in a surplus right now and I'm training as hard as I am, like I'm going to gain body fat but if I were to start eating a surplus, like a big, as equal of a large surplus, like right after my show, I'm going to gain so much body fat. Like your body is not in a place to put on muscle at all. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of the time too, like your body is in like, um, survival mode. Yeah. So if your body is literally in survival mode coming out of prep, you have to rem- remember that. Cause it wants to hold on to fucking everything. Yeah, it does. And th- that happened to me. Like I have mentioned, I had, I, I, a plethora of like things going on in my life where I just was like, I can't really diet right now. And looking back, I would have stuck to my macros a little bit more carefully, but I had been competing for like five years at that point. And my, I mentally, I just needed a break. And I, I was in a position where I gained way more body fat than I ever would have normally because I was recovering from COVID and I had all these other things going on. I had like severe digestion issues. My hormones were tanked and I gained so much body fat and looking back, like I would have stuck to it more closely, but now again, like it's a lesson. I think, I think that's an important lesson because it happens to a lot of everyone, even five years in. Right. So, yeah. Like, I think one of the, the main things is if that did happen to you, or if it does start to happen, I would not start punishing yourself with more cardio, like pushing like, or cutting your calories drastically, like really isn't worth it. I'm sure we can talk about that for hours just in itself, but um, like what I did. Yeah. Like in your recovery phase, you should be starting to decrease your cardio, like not increase it. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I did. Exactly what Ash said. Exactly what you both said, how by going to, like a, a very reasonable higher amount of calories post-show you binged less, your body recovered quickly. You didn't like, that's exactly what I had to do. So for me, I started eating completely off my plan. I gained all this weight and way more body fat than I needed. The last thing that I could do in such a delicate state was enter a dieting phase again. You guys remember this. And I was like, wow, yeah. I am so uncomfortable with my body. What am I going to do? I'm going to cut 
almost all of my cardio out. I'm just going to go for daily gentle walks and I'm going to put my calories to 2000 a day. I didn't want to do that, but that is exactly what healed me within two to three months. And if Mm -hmm. I didn't do that, I bet you six months later, I still would have been fighting my body and I would not be where I am today. Like I fully healed from it by eating and by resting and by, and by sticking to my macros as closely as possible. So that's a really good point that you just made is sometimes when you, when you are realizing your body is really, really fighting you, sometimes all that you need to do is just take a rest, like let your body rest and heal and don't push it too hard. If, if Mm -hmm. that's what you're seeing your body doing. Sometimes like diet breaks, stuff like that are, are really good and implemented in the right spots. There's a time and place for everything, but, um, that's a really good point that you made Allison. Yeah. So how closely, if we had to like give a number, how closely would you stick to your macros then? Um, yeah, as of I've, like I said, this is the most like regimented off season I've ever had. So, um, besides probably two weeks, two, three weeks out of this whole off season. Um, I've, I've tracked every day. And the only time I took time off was once I took a week off because I mentally needed to take a a week off of tracking. But I, before I did that, I talked to my coach, I told her where I was at and I told her what we were doing and then we planned it together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I did take two weeks off of tracking, um, when I had my surgery, which probably wasn't the best time to do that. But again, um, I just needed that break. Like yeah. I was, yeah. I, I think, I think stick as closely as you can to them, like while giving yourself like some self-care, self-love mentally, like yeah. if it stresses you out to the point where you're more frustrated having to track and like, yeah, just raising your cortisol unnecessarily, then maybe give yourself a little more leeway. Like whether that looks like I don't know, just prepping, prepping your meals ahead of time and like knowing generally what the macros are. But if you're still hungry, like have like an extra relatively healthy, healthy snack or just something that you digest well. Like for myself, I, I, I do eat pretty close to my macros. Like I know what I eat. It just naturally I can calculate it in my head now. So it doesn't stress me out whatsoever. And probably in my off season or like after a show once a week, I'll, I'll basically cook and eat as I want. But for myself, I'm cooking. Like I enjoy cooking and I enjoy the foods I eat and I know they digest well for me. If, if it was me saying, Oh, I really need burgers or fries or like pizzas or all of this stuff. I I don't ever feel that great after it. So stay to your macros. Um, if there's other foods off plan that, you know, digest well, sure. Incorporate that if it helps your mental health. But if, yeah, if you're just trying to use it as an excuse to stay as like as close as you can, but like make room for garbage. It's probably not setting yourself up for like the best feeling in your body. And that ties in perfectly to the next question, which was how to deal with the hunger and cravings and binging post-show. So you're going to be really hungry. Like you're going to be hungrier than prep. It's excruciating. And the leptin hormone is the satiety hormone. What makes you feel full? And it is produced um, in the, in body fat, like, like it's also produced in other places in your body, but primarily it's produced in body fat. So you can imagine if you don't have any body fat, you're not storing or producing your satiety hormone. You literally are going to be starving. Mm -hmm. And until you start putting on body fat properly in a healthy way, like you're going to stay hungry. And even if you gain 
a shitload of body fat because you're just going off the rails, that doesn't make you less hungry faster. It takes another few weeks or a few months for that to actually regulate and for your body to actually go, okay, I have a regulated level of satiety now. So you could gain 20 pounds of fat in your first month and be just as hungry as you were like one week out. And that's exactly what happened to me. And like, I had no choice, but like I said, but to put my calories up. And so you just have to realize that your hunger is not a normal level of hunger. And when you sign up for a prep, you're not signing up for just a prep. You're signing up for a prep and a post-show period together all in one. You have to think of it as one mm-hmm. thing that you're signing up for. Because like at the end of the day, if you really want to compete at the next level or you want to continue competing, it's really important to incorporate this stuff into your lifestyle. Um, I live this way and I know you girls do as well. We literally live this every day. So when we go into prep, it's not much different than what we were doing. It's just at a more extreme level. And of course, the hunger and everything is different, but the way that we're eating is not quite different than what we were eating previously. So it's not like a huge difference that we need to adjust. I think that's important too, is like the part, part of the way of dealing with like all of those post-show feelings around food is like, make sure whatever you're eating, you actually enjoy it. Yeah. Like if you like effing hate white fish, like just replace it with something else. Like, please don't just keep eating whatever prep foods you have to, like you can get a little more creative, like use all the spices, use different sauces that like yeah. can fit in your macros or whatever. Like food should not suck yeah. post-show. We should it's do definitely. a whole episode on like prep food for real. Cause we yeah, all like, like, I love my food so much. <laughs> I know you guys do too. Yeah. The combinations that get created during prep. Oh, it's ridiculous. Very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, the last question is how do you deal with post-show weight gain which we have kind of touched on it Mm -hmm. in different ways like like I said I was one of the people that was like you know what I am mentally like not in a place to track and I mentally not in a place to diet and I gained way more than I wanted and like I said what did I do I put my calories where I would actually recover and I did recover within two to three months which in the scheme of your life is pretty darn quick yeah and it felt excruciatingly hard like to to spend my whole summer at the heaviest weight I'd ever been in my life and I didn't even want to wear a swimsuit I think I wore a swimsuit like literally one time like a bikini and it was and it was hard so like yes it is going to be difficult looking back I should have just worn the damn swimsuit right but at the end of the day like you have to understand that like your body is going to change the rest of your life like whether or not you are a bodybuilder or not you never know what's going to happen you could get some illness or disease that starts impacting your hormones like crazy and you could lose weight rapidly you could gain weight rapidly like your body is going to fluctuate as a human being no matter what is going on in your life and so you have to just think of the post-show weight gain as a positive thing though like we all need to put on that body fat again and so need to put it on and like I think a, a lot of us kind of, if we if we still are trying to wear clothes we were wearing in prep or like fit certain outfits, like I think that's like the worst thing you can do too, is like, you know what, it's okay if you, you gain more weight than you wanted to, like find some clothes that fit you well with your curves and like with your current, you will feel so much better in your body, like just feeling 
yeah, like wear something you feel like you you yeah. love to wear and like look good in and don't try and wear the clothes when your size is smaller. I also, yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, <laughs> I like have like a prep and off-season wardrobe because like oh, yeah. in prep, I'm like a double zero. You think my ass can fit a double zero at this point? Like, no. <laughs> but um, I think yeah. also too, like I know I've mentioned this before and I think it's really important that like if you're signing up to be in this sport, you have to know that we take our bodies to such extremes that like those extremes aren't sustainable. So you have to be okay with knowing that you won't look like that. And mm-hmm. if you're not okay with that, then maybe you have to reevaluate if this sport is going to be for you because you either learn to love your body through off season and prep or you're going to hate your body more and you're going to punish yourself more. I think also to deal with the post-show weight gain, it's to make sure that you're you're treating your body right. And if you know that you treated your body right after your show, then you shouldn't hate the way that you look if, if you put love into your body, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like 100%. And it is, it's easier said than done, but you have to just be kind to yourself. And like my sister got me, so like I said, my middle name is anxiety. And like, I have a lot of um, history with eating disorders, like severe, severe, like one day we'll have to do an episode on it or mental health and everything with it. But, but anyway, my sister got me a keychain that just says um, it's a little duck and it says I'm doing my best. And like, you have to just be kind to yourself because you are doing your best. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean go off the rails knowingly and then just be like, oh, but I'm doing my best. If you know that it's not your best, but if you literally are giving it your best effort and you cave and you're at a friend's house and their mom made like baked goods and you have a cookie, just be like, I shouldn't have had that according to my plan, but that was a really enjoyable experience. And I got mm-hmm. to eat a homemade cookie and you just go right back to your plan. And at the end yeah. of the day, you can be like, you know what? I did my best. Um, it wasn't a perfect day, but I am a human being and I did really good. And I'm super proud of myself that even though I had a cookie, I stuck to my plan the rest of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, um, an exercise that maybe this will help other people because it really helped me this time. Um, so I also, have anxiety and I get really stressed out and like I get really overwhelmed really easily so and then that can cause me to self-sabotage myself a lot um so something I read this book called oh what was it called it's a really like well-known one and I'm sure you guys would know anyway um but it really talks about like being in the moment and just like taking things in the moment because your past and your present they like literally don't exist anymore like they're they don't exist like the past is the past and it doesn't exist in the future it hasn't even happened yet so it doesn't exist so i really put that in place with my diet and i was like okay just in the moment that i'm in i need to focus on my diet in the moment. I'm not going to think about tomorrow and get myself stressed out being like, oh, I'm not going to cheat on my diet tomorrow. Don't cheat on your diet tomorrow. I'm not going to get stressed out about that. So in the moment, if an opportunity presents itself to have something, like you said, Allison, if I was at a friend's house and their mom made these delicious cookies, I would decide in that moment right now, do I want this right now? And most of the time the answer actually was no. So I would 
say no, because right now in this moment, I don't want that. And then I would just get rid of the thought of the food. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to dwell on the thought like, oh, that cookie was like, should, oh, that was good. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm just getting rid of the thought. And if I decide in that moment, like, yes, I do want to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm also going to get rid of it. Like I'm going to get rid of the the thought. In 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 the past. I did it. There's no point dwelling on it. Enjoy it if you want it in that moment. And then in that moment, if you don't want it, don't have it either. No, that's excellent, Ash, because no matter like what that looks like for the individual is um, a lot of prep and a lot of post-show, we actually have to trick our brains because you're going through so many emotions that uh, a lot of the time we can convince ourselves of pretty much anything. And yeah, like if, if that's what gets you through that moment, whether that's, you know, to let yourself have something off plan or to like realize, Hey, I really don't need this that bad. And we'll just let that go. Like that's a great technique just to get through the moment. And I think a lot of competitors use that through things like with cardio with like every moment during prep. So why can't we do that post-show as well? And we also have to remember that everything that we're doing and even what we're discussing these are all habits and skills that we have practiced and we have gotten better at and we've learned as well. So don't think like after your first show, you're, you're going to be perfect after like, you know, you might have little hurdles to jump through and everything like that. Yeah. Awesome. Should we wrap around? That was a great episode guys. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to episode four five yeah podcast um you can find us on instagram at overall package podcast and i am astronaut fit and i'm allison and fitness and i'm gabrielle folietta see you guys next time see you guys next time thank you bye